Welcome to the High Performance CEO Podcast. This show is made with one purpose, to help you create a self-driven and engaged high-performance organization, where we deliver you proven strategies and expert interviews on how to drive significant profit growth, create a stress-free ownership culture, and give you the time freedom you always wanted from your business. And now, here's your host, highly sought-after business growth strategist and executive coach, Patrick Rogers. Patrick Rogers, and today we have the privilege to have Dan Eckelman on the show. And Dan is the CEO of the Professional Speakers Bureau. Welcome to the show, Dan. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. So Dan has been a professional speaker and a real estate investor for over 25 plus years and has spoken to over a million people. He speaks on stages with the likes of Jordan Belfort, Tony Blair, Susie Orman, Robert Kiyosaki. So some real heavy hitters, some real big names. And he's also one of Trump's top speakers for Trump University. Dan actually bought the Professional Speakers Bureau just five years ago. And the Professional Speakers Bureau connects venues needing speakers to a wide variety of very talented and high profile speakers. And they book hundreds of speakers every year. So again, Dan, great to have you. Before we dive into your journey and and the Professional Speakers Bureau, what's one interesting fact that not many people know about you? Well, one interesting fact, that's a good question. A lot of interesting facts, a lot of people don't know about me. Um, but, you know, I'm an executive producer. Not a lot of people know that. Um, oh, that's cool. We, we have a, a movie called uh, Don't Shoot, I'm, I'm the Guitar Man, which is called Guitar Man. We kind of shortened the sentence, followed by the book, Don't Shoot, I'm the Guitar Man by Buzzy Martin. And we produced mm. a movie out of that. We've been to 15 film festivals, won 13 awards. And uh, wow. start distribution of that soon. So. So Hollywood's kind of my playground a little bit there. Ah, very cool. So it's a little bit of a side passion going on for you. You got it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, congrats on that and best of luck on, on that release. So so tell us about your journey, man. I know it's going to be, uh, I'm so excited to dig into your stories. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, I guess to start out with, with, with graduating from the Ohio State University for football ah. <laughs> with a degree in law. But, you know, heading down that path, 120000 in debt and student loans, working for some law firm to put a cap on my salary was not my path. So I got into real estate. I thought I could work what I want, when I want, do what I want, make what I want. But I realized pretty quickly it wasn't the brokers making the money. It was the investors making the money. And at mm-hmm. the time, I didn't know how to do that with no money down as I know how to today. So I ended up you know, starting a factoring company with another local attorney, factoring of invoices or what's called accounts receivable financing. We buy invoices at a discount from a company, to keep their cash flow running. And so they can pay purchase orders, buy new materials and equipment and products and fulfill mm. even their payroll. Uh, right. So we bought that. We built that up pretty nicely. Uh, a couple million a month for a small law firm. We're pretty happy with that. Kept getting calls from brokers all over the country because I'd put my name in every single funding source directory that would come across my desk. And this, these brokers would call me all over the country. And they kept talking about the Open University out of Orlando. So I called them up and mm-hmm. said, who are you guys? Getting a lot of calls, deals from your brokers. They said, right. we teach brokers how to broker what are called privately held notes, like invoice financing, structural right. settlement lawsuits, biaticals, insurance policies, mortgage notes, business loans, lotteries, sports contracts. There's about 60 income streams like that where people are getting paid money over time, but they want to lump some of cash today at a discount. It's called a privately held note. They teach brokers how to find those deals and send them to funding companies like mine to fund mm. the deal. I said, hey, thanks for all those deals and the brokers again. They said, by the way, we have a training class in the United States and Canada every single weekend. Would you like to teach? 
we'll give you half of a day of the three days to talk about invoice financing. I said, hey, sure. we get more deals, absolutely. So they threw yeah. me down to the, the Marriott Anatole down in, um, um, down in Dallas, Texas, 20 some years ago. And back in the day when they had the overhead projectors with the bulbs on them, the transparencies. And, <laughs> and uh, cool. so, so they kept booking me every single weekend. And I said, you know, they give me half of a day of the three days, like I said. And after about a few months, they said, hey, you're a great speaker. We'd like you to speak on the front end. I said, well, what's the front end? They said, well, we'll pick a city like New York City. And we'll go two weeks right. prior to the training. We'll flash the TV with the 30-minute infomercial all week long to put butts in the seats, as we say in the speaking world. And they said, you'll go there and you'll hit the north, south, east, west side of the city, do one show Sunday, two Monday, two uh, Tuesday, one Wednesday, speak wow. for another minute at each show on privately held notes and sign them up in the training class. That's how you're right. getting the you're teaching a speaker procedure. I said, that sounds like fun. Let's do that. So little did I know what I had accepted because for <laughs> the next 13 years, 15 uh -huh. weeks out of the year, every week but Christmas, I'm on a plane four wow. days a week, six pieces a week on privately held That's notes. That's a grind. Yeah. And I was in my early 30s, though, pulling in five, six, seven hundred thousand because selling from the stage is the highest paid profession. We can make that mm -hmm. kind of money for a 90 minute talk. It's, it's, it's the highest paid profession by far. Uh, so, so pulling in all kinds of cash, just making a great living doing it, it just created a massive speaking career for me. Uh, and then, you know, then I, when I'm back in Ohio, well, I, I get involved in a lot of different avenues, um, such as uh, real estate investing, of course. I also I have a two-day training class called uh, Powerful Presentations, where I teach people how to speak and give a presentation. Because at some point in business, you're going to have to learn how to speak if you like it or not. Period. Right. You got to learn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we in that class, you know, we cover body, intro, close, and, um, into action benefit, the IAB formula, um, powerful, uh, story, the power of uh, storytelling, and enthusiasm, impact, a lot to that class, a lot of depth to it. So it's a fantastic class. And also when I'm back in Ohio, when I'm not traveling, I get back into the law, do a lot of talks on estate planning. Uh, I know that oh, when... Wow. Yeah, yeah. And signing people up for revocable living trust, which is very important to protect your assets, to pass them on to your heirs. And when I was out there uh, speaking um, and, and doing a lot of events for Trump, as you said, uh, he caught me, he came, brought me on board to speak on what are called taxing certificates many years ago on property taxes. Because I back into real estate after I got done with the, um, with the privately held notes. I started speaking on real estate back into what I know. And Trump called me and said, would you like to come on board at Trump University? and speak on tax liens. And I didn't know a whole lot about them, but I learned very quickly and started investing very quickly. And tax liens are property taxes that you know, you, you owe if you own a piece of property in the United States. Right, right. Pay your property taxes when they're due, get a certified letter from the county stating you're in default and a lien's been put on your property. The, the county takes that property tax debt and turns it into what's called a taxing certificate and sells it in the open market to any investor that wants to buy it. Anybody in the world can invest in taxing certificates. Right. You can earn 24 to 36% return on your money, a different interest rate mandated by the state on, in every state backed by the federal government collateralized by real estate. So I said, yeah, I'll speak on tax liens. Uh, so I was doing an event for Trump out in Los Angeles, an investor from New Zealand was there. He said, hey, this is phenomenal. Can we do this from New Zealand? So you can buy tax liens, get online and buy them like right. we do. Now, as a county in the United States, anybody can do this. So he says, can you bring your talk to New Zealand? So I left Trump organization and I private labeled a taxing course with another attorney down in Texas. I went to New Zealand, did a 14 city tour in 14 days, north of the South Island and sold over a million dollars of my, of my taxing uh, training course, a two day course 
then I knew I had something on my own and internationally without Trump's name or without a branding behind it. Uh, then I kind of just took it internationally, went to Sydney with it, sold another half a million and, and just took it all over the world. Uh, just big, big, big international runs there. And then one of my students from New Zealand was in London at a property meet and they called me. Any one of your students is here. They made $145,000, 32 days out of your taxing course. I said, I'm sure they did. I said, come to London. So I flew to London. They put me all over England, which was fantastic because that's actually where we got tax lien certificate investing from is from Great Britain. Right. So we call it a charge instead of a lien. And so they put me all over England to speak. And, and that's when I met Richard and Veronica Tan of Success Resources out of Singapore, who was in London at the same time at a Robert Kiyosaki event that I was, that I was speaking at. And they're the largest of Success Resources. They were the largest seminar company in the world. And they became my international promoters. They're the ones who put me on stage with Tony Blair and Robert Kiyosaki and Jordan Bell, wow. Mark Victor yeah. Hamilton and Susan Orman and, and wow. Robert Allen, Laurel Langmire, Spike Hummer, biggest stages in the world, biggest speakers in the world, speaking to five, 10, 20,000 people all over the world. Oh, so yeah. big international runs there. And so that's kind of brought me up to today. I just uh, had an event um, I participated in, attended, um, which was last month in Brooklyn with Steve Forbes. And getting nice. ready to do a webinar with The Money Show and getting ready to do another event with Steve Forbes and The Money Show in Vegas uh, um, coming up at the end of April. Got it. Wow. That's, uh, so that's pretty darn impressive, man. Thanks for sharing all of that. Yeah, sure. Um, Good ride. So, so you kind of, it, it, it's been a grind. Is that what you said? Good ride. Oh, been a ride. So, so you had you alluded to a couple things before that that uh, one of the highest paid professions is being able to sell from the stage, and uh, you had talked about some of the high level. Like, if somebody's going to give a speech, right? Is there a certain like um, you have it broken down? I know you mentioned like introduction, then something else for how you break down every speech that you give. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, you got to kind of back it up. If you want to get in the speaking world, you have to figure out what kind of speaker do you want to be. Yeah. Product sales speaker, you want to be a keynote speaker, which is different. Product sales, you're selling a product from the stage, like a training class or training course um, or consulting of some sort. And keynote speakers, they speak on topics like leadership or Chase Bank might call them and say, hey, we call, call us up and say, we need a speaker on leadership. And I'll send them a few profiles to look at. That's keynote speaking. Right. Whether it's right. communication or leadership or sales or marketing or branding or customer service, whatever it might be. That's keynote. That's a, that's a step down from product sales speaking. Because product sales speaking, you can just you can speak to five, 10,000 people and just make hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, if not millions in, in one sure, show. Sure, sure, um, sure. And then there's keynote, but then there's also instructional, there's teaching, there's coaching, there's consulting. There are many different, lecturing. Uh, there's many different sure. um, styles of speaking that you can get involved with. And, and obviously, the, the main ones are are going to be your product sales speaking and keynote speaking as far as a profession goes. Yeah, and I think it's important because there's a lot of CEOs that are going to be listening to us and a lot of leaders. And, and the fact that you you made that statement, it's very true. It's I think Warren Buffett even said that, uh, you know, the most uh, the best thing you can learn how to do is speak in front of people. And so uh, as CEOs to really get their name out in their company, a lot of times the, the best ones are out there. Uh, traveling and speaking in front of uh, associations and, and everything else. Yeah, and, and back to your question. So yeah, figure out what type of speaker you want to be. Then kind of set up your speech, you know, accordingly, and then go out and market, 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 market. That's all it is, is marketing, marketing, marketing to get gigs. And then once yeah. you have a gig, you speak on it, and then you make the, the money according to 
you know, keynote speakers can make anywhere from, you know, a thousand bucks to, to a million dollars, you know, I mean, I think, right, I it just think, depends on, yeah, yeah I mean, you, you get someone like a Richard Branson or someone like that might charge 500,000 a gig, you know, something like that. Um, but, but then you figure out what type of speaker you want to be, you build your speech and then you market yourself, like I said, but then you've got to learn how to speak. And depending, uh, the best thing to know what to do is speaking is learn is know who your audience is first. That's number one, know your right. audience. And then you know how to talk to them and what to say. Your, your, your speech is going to be different if you're going to speak into a group full of engineers, as opposed to attorneys, as opposed to doctors, as opposed to first graders, as opposed to college kids, high school kids, CEOs, as opposed to um, sure as opposed to yeah. as, as opposed to global speaking in Europe or Asia or or Germany, as opposed to the United States or even Canada, or or even speaking to elderly, as opposed to the younger younger group. And even difference between speaking in um, New York or New, New Jersey, when I can talk as fast as I want to, because I'm a fast talker. Of course, got to go to the South. You know, Mississippi, <laughs> Louisiana. You know, you got to slow it down a little bit. It takes them That's 90 right. minutes to watch the show, 60 minutes. So you got to slow it down a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So you got to know your style of speaking as well. And then you got to build your speeches. And that's all all based upon, um, you got to go, you got to cover your fear of public, public speaking, public speaking anxiety. You got to get that all out of the way. And that comes with training. And then you build a speech. Um, and, and, you know, whatever anybody says, it comes down to one thing when it comes to, to speaking. Mm. It's just storytelling. That's all it is. If you can tell a story, you can be a speaker. And that's all that it takes. That's number one thing as far as the style of speaking, because speaking is, building a speech is the science of it. The delivery of it is the art. So don't confuse Mm. the two. You've got to build it first and know your audience and then storytelling, storytelling, storytelling. And you build that after you you understand impact and enthusiasm and storytelling and and, and creating an IAB formula, which is incident action benefit. So an incident is- is telling your story, testimony, evidence, or example. That's your incident. A story, testimony, evidence, or example. There's your incident. And then you have to give them an, an action that you want them to take once you tell your story. Otherwise, it's just a story. Who cares? What's that to do with anything? You're going to talk right, to me about right. communication in the workplace. You told me a story about your vacation to, to Hawaii. Who cares? You know, you got to tie it in somehow. And the way you mm-hmm. tie it is now that I've told you my story, here's the action I want you to take. Now, if you stop at that, then it's then you've created resentment. You're strong arming them, telling them what to do. So you have to add a benefit. Now you add a benefit. Then they're going to do. Then they're going to take your action. Yeah. So that, that, that's amazing. I mean, been doing this for 25 plus years. You've got it down to a science and an art. And and you actually help uh, anybody who wants to get into speaking or you know, particularly like I'm saying, like if you're a CEO, because that's not something that's necessarily a strong point. Just because I've got a company and I've got it to 30 or 40, 50 people, I don't really know how as a CEO to, to be that public speaker. So I'd urge anybody, uh, if you're thinking about getting out there, that the amount of impact that you have in, in front of an audience will, will, will help really drive the success of your company. And so being very good at becoming a speaker is, it makes a lot of sense. 100%. I mean, you can sell your products, you can sell your services, your consulting, uh, the biggest, the biggest money making or the opportunity in the speaking business is not the keynote. It's not the front end. It's not selling from the stage. It's the back end. Mm. When you can upsell the clients into any sort of teaching, coaching, training, consulting, or advanced support package or training packages, 
then you can upsell them because once you have them, you have them. And now they, they buy into your advice uh, because you're there for a reason. Information is the greatest commodity in the world. You've got it. They don't. That's what they're paying for. You deliver that to them and they don't want to stop there. And it's not you necessarily upselling them because if you sit there and you talk to, you know, stand up on stage and talk to somebody about communication in the workplace for 90 minutes. Okay. Anybody can do that. But wow. How far will that get them with productivity and progress in the workplace? They want more information from you. They're going to ask you for more information. Then you create support packages and back-end training programs. Well, the story part of it is not something that really comes natural. But like you said, yeah. the art of it. I mean, it's it's our our natural tendency is just to tell the facts. This is right. this is what I know and, and blah, blah, blah. And and we don't think to tie in the story to really relate and allow them to put put themselves in that in that position. Absolutely. And, and, you know, many speakers treat the speaking business like a one-off. Uh, give me a gig here. Give me a gig. What's my next gig? Where's my next gig? Where's my, like a singer does. Um, but that's yeah. not who we are. We have information. The information that we've, that, we've, that we've accumulated over the years that we've accumulated with our experience and our success on communication or branding or sales or, or customer service, whatever the topic might be, or sales or whatever it might be, then 90 minutes isn't, we know more than 90 minutes of information to be an expert yeah. in the field. And so, so again, that's where the back end takes place in that opportunity uh, because they want more information and that just, you can keep building it, building it, building it. Yeah. Fantastic. I, well, I, I'd, uh, I'd recommend for any CEO out there is going to be speaking in front of somebody, give Dan a call and, and take his course. So uh, um, yeah. awesome, man. So in our pre-call, one of the things uh, it asked you, you know, what are some of the things you're most proud of as a CEO and, and some of the things you've learned over the years and, and you brought up a couple of things. One is, is really knowing your competition. T -t Tell me more about that. Yeah, you know, I've, I've been so many businesses. I've been in many different different industries in my life. I've always yeah. tried to stick towards investments or finance, uh, real estate. Uh, but I've bought and sold some businesses along the way. I used to own a moving, moving company. Like I said, I own a factoring company, factoring of invoices. Yeah. You know, I've owned a number of companies. And, and just you got to know your competition. That's the first thing I did when I bought the bureau. I got yeah. on Google. I typed in speakers bureaus and, and I, I went five pages deep on Google. Most of them were not even business anymore. Kickback emails and disconnected phone numbers. And, and I, my, my resume is pretty fantastic. So I, I applied for every one of them. Most didn't call me back. Um, a, a few wow. didn't said I'm overqualified. And one of them actually copied all my information from my website and put me on their bureau. I never spoke to them before. Yeah, so it's 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 not a, it's not an industry where you're going to have a lot of competition, but you got to know who they are, because right. the, the 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 five to ten that are really really out there working it every day, that's who you got to know what they're doing and how they're doing it, and just know your competition. I don't care what business it is. I mean, it just amazes me when you go into business. I don't care if you're going to buy a car at a dealership, or or if you're going to go buy a piece of clothing or or a copier or whatever. You got to you got to what's the competition? Yeah, what's going on? Because trust yeah. me, we do it. We're getting on reviews every day when we go buy anything. You know, you want to find out where, what's the competition, what's the review of that product or service. And they know that we're doing it, so they better know their competition. Because that's the first question I ask when I'm trying to gauge of a, gauge a purchase. I said, well, what about this guy who sells this? What makes you better than them? You know, you're a coach. Okay, you coach businesses on, on sales. Okay, well, what makes you better than this coach? There's a million coaches out there on sales. So what makes you better than them? And so know your competition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you also said um, have a, have an exit strategy early on when coming into any business. 
Yeah, right when you start a business, you, you kind of really have to start from the back end and move forward to it. So in other words, figure out how many years you want to stay in business. And Which then, is not the norm, right? I mean, most people do not do this. No, it, mo most people, they, they get out of college and they, you know, it's funny, I'll go on a caveat here. When I give speeches, yeah. I ask everybody from the crowd, I said, how many people went to college? Most people raise their hands. I say, how many yeah. people are currently working in your major field of study? It's about three or four out of a hundred every single time. <laughs> yeah, we've always then, changed. Then I say, what don't they teach us in school? And someone from the crowd, it's kind of a, a directed, a directed yeah. question with the you know, direct, direct response question. So they always respond, how to make money. What do if you have it, don't have it, how to manage it, budget it, voucher checkbook, do your taxes, shelter taxes, start a business, invest in anything. Yeah, when we graduate on whatever level we graduate from, what do we have to best, be the best at? Making money. And so, so no, no people don't get that part of it. So you have to learn, learn, learn what you learn in school, which is great. It's great to have an education, but most people don't do a whole lot with it. They get a job right when they graduate because they need money, and then they right. start they start growing in that particular job, which creates a profession and a career for them on a lot of circumstances, which is great. It's fine, you know, as long as you love what you do. It does. It's not really about money. Success has nothing to do with money. It has to do with do you love what you do. If you don't love what you're doing, do not do it. And then yeah. you build and you build and you build from there. But if you start at the back end, you think, okay, if you want to start a business, the best way to approach it is, okay, will this business make me $225,000 a year in income? If it doesn't, don't even think about it. It's a waste of your time. Right. Period. So, so then uh, – you, you figure out how much you want to make, what you're going to make, what your income is going to be. Look at the projections, uh, what your sales are going to be like over X period of time, whether you want to get out of it in five years, because you're going to treat a business differently if you're going to only own it for five years as opposed to 30 years. It's going to be mm. a whole different ballgame. Why? Well, it's going to be different. Well, the different are, are, are building up. Well, your branding is going to be different. Your sales platforms are going to be different. Your, your sales approaches are going to be different. Um, your focus is going to be different. Uh, because you're get, you're reaching a goal in a shorter period of time, mm -hmm. which is going to have to have a different type of a pattern or path than if you were to grow it over time, because you're going to have to be spending money differently as well and spending marketing dollars differently as well. Uh, so so figure out what that is. But regardless, with five, ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty, forty, or how many years, you have to fit your exit strategy. What what's that going to be first? So you know how to get out of it, and and you have to figure that out from the very beginning because you're going to be building in creating your accounting system and your books based upon that year end number and that goal mm -hmm. that you want, you really want to, uh, to achieve. Uh, so, okay, once it makes me this amount of money at this point, I'm done. So whether it's this amount of money or this amount of years, figure out what that is, figure your exit strategy. And then, Hey, if you reach it, fantastic. Then decide if you want to do it again, then create a new exit strategy. Oh, sure, yeah, sure. Loved it. Successful at it. Um, you know, five more years, let me keep doing this or whatever you want to do. But, but you have to have one because if you have a good exit strategy and you build it up with, with all your books and all your accounting and all your sales and all the financial part of it, then it's easier to sell that way. You turn to a business broker and say, okay, here it is. I built it to this point and this was my path and we reached every goal since day one. Yeah. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. I know it's, it, and it does. It, it does drastically uh, change how you're going to approach the business and the actions that you take. It's kind of like um, just going and exercising at the gym versus for me personally, if I sign up for a uh, half marathon six months yep. from now, 
well, the actions that I'm going to take to get there is going to be a lot more intentional. And, and now I have accountability. I think yeah. that's a fantastic point. Absolutely, because the business is worth three to five times its gross sales. Uh, that, that, you know, that might be played around with a little bit by some people and disagree with that. Some agree with it, but that's typically the formula that we go by. Three to five times its gross sales, you can sell your business for that amount of money. So if you build up to 500000 a year in sales, you ought to be able to sell for a million and a half. Yeah, there it is. So in our pre-call, I asked you what, what you were most proud of as a CEO, and you said freedom. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go back to what I said a minute ago, where you know, success is not measured by the dollar. If you don't like what you're doing, do not do it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I gave this speech this one time, uh, and this gentleman comes up to me, and he's bawling his eyes out when I'm done speaking, comes up to the stage. And I said, why are you crying? And he said, well, he goes, because I'm a coal miner. He says, I take naps against the wall. I take lunches. I, when I walk, I eat. I see light one hour a day. And I said, I'm going to ask you the same question again. Why are you crying? Because I just told you. I said, listen, don't you dare complain about what you do. I said, the people that come home and, come and sit down on their dinner table, with their friends and their family, and they say, oh, I hate my job, I hate my boss, I don't make enough money, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. You've got no right to do that. I looked at the guy, I said, you chose it. If you don't like what you're doing, do not do it. Yeah. And he quit the very next day. And, you know, wow. reaches out and says, you changed my life. I said, no, you changed your life. You just need to be pushed off the fence a little bit. And that's all that, that really takes, you know? And, and some people make the decision to do a certain job, but, but what do they base that decision on? And figure out when you want to do something, whether it's a job or a career, then figure out what's, what's, your, what's your motivation. Is it money? Is it freedom? Is it control? Is it success? Is it, is it profitability? Whatever it might be. And then drive towards that, towards that particular uh, plan of action and figure out what it is you, you love doing. Because again, I think number one is freedom. And you're gonna get freedom with what you do only and only if you love what you do. If you don't mm-hmm. love it, you're not gonna have the freedom. What, you know, what does freedom mean to you? You know, freedom, freedom to me is, is, is really about time, I think. Because mm-hmm. time is a key factor in our life that, that people just throw away. And they don't really, they Very don't true. take advantage of it, number one, and they take it for granted, number two. And suddenly they, they've worked, you know, 50 years of their life. Now they got a retirement program set up or what do you have? You look back, wow, I missed this, 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 and this, and this, and that. And, you know, freedom is about, is about, about enjoying your life and, and its quality of life. That's what freedom is. It's quality of life. And, hey, if you love what you do and that's your quality of life, then that's perfectly fine but don't start complaining about it because that's no quality of life and that's no freedom. Man, I love it. So, so many great nuggets. Dan, I, I want to take a few minutes. Uh, first of all, great to have you on the show. You have just a, just a wealth of experience, not only in, in business entrepreneurship, but also speaking in front of a ton of people, uh, over a million people. That, that's amazing. I want to take a couple minutes and, and summarize some of my key takeaways from today. One is if you don't have a revocable living trust, get one. And I 100% agree. So many tax advantages to that. Um, you kind of talked about the, the speaking and, you know, it didn't even really hit me until as you were kind of talking, but so many leaders and CEOs, 
even if you're not going to be a professional speaker, getting educated on how to really organize your thoughts and really learn the science and the art of being able to speak in front of a lot of people will dramatically improve your career and your business. And so I, I just really want to emphasize that. And, uh, and, and, and thank you for kind of talking about that. And I highly recommend Dan. Uh, the other thing is know your competition um, and, and have an exit strategy early on. Yeah, you'll be a lot more intentional. It sounds like you'll be a lot more intentional yes, about your actions and you'll probably, and you'll be able to achieve goals much sooner. And the last thing, which I thought was just found, um, I, I, freedom's my favorite word, man. Everything I do in my life supports freedom. And uh, so I love to hear you say that. And, and, and basically freedom is you, you'll never get it if you don't love what you do. And, uh, so, yeah, fantastic. So, so let me ask if there was one takeaway, Dan, that you would like the audience to really absorb, uh, what would that be? You know, we, we've used the word goals a couple of times in, in our, in our podcast here. So it's one of my, one of my quotes, it's my best quote that I love the most. Uh, don't ever make a goal. Goals are made to be broken. Make a plan. Plans are made to be achieved. Uh, love it. Love it. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Dan, if any of our listeners want to reach out and uh, either get involved uh, with your speaking course or follow up with you for any questions, how can they do that? Yeah, you can either go to, to my website at terrificspeakers.com. You can also search me on the internet, daneckelman.com, to my personal website. Um, my finance website, uh, taxing website is Dane Wealth, which is my first name and last initial, D-A-N-E, wealth.com. Um, those are the best ways to get a hold of me and find me. Um, pretty much all over the internet there. So, cool. And we'll have uh, we'll have Dan's LinkedIn profile on the web uh, on the podcast page. So, uh, Dan, thanks for being on the show, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It's a great time. Absolutely. So, for the audience, please hit the like and subscribe button and help us spread the word about what we're doing. We are helping the next generation of CEOs and leaders be that much more successful. With that, we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks a lot. Good day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the High Performance CEO Podcast with your host, Patrick Rogers. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out our main website at patrickvrogers.com for much more valuable information and free resources.